Welcome to the Moose Bros Podcast, where we catch YouTube copyright strikes for being too fucking real. I'm Harris, Honcho Harris on the gram, here with my co-host Armin, Armin Moose on the gram. Week one's in the books, week two's coming up, we're here to talk about football, we got our San Pellegrino, let's do this. Alright, so let's get into Thursday Night Football, I think that's the first thing on our podcast this week. What do you think, uh, Odell or Burrow? Who are you going with to start a team, man? Well, I'd start a team with Burrow any day. I don't know. Odell's, Odell's questionable. I don't know. Yesterday I was watching the game. I felt like uh, Baker Mayfield was playing with like way more urgency than I've seen him play. Like I feel like he was like he's trying really hard to be like the leader of the team. Make sure like, a couple times like Odell or Landry was like scuffling with someone. He like ran in there and like broke up the fight, things like that. I feel like he's this year he's playing with like this sense of like I might lose my job. There's like a new GM in uh, Cleveland. No one's job is really safe because like if uh, you know if I'm a new GM and I'm evaluating this team and then I didn't pick Baker Mayfield like I don't really care. Trevor Lawrence is coming up or whoever Justin Fields is coming up like. Maybe I like those guys instead. So I feel like Baker is playing with like a sense of urgency, but I feel like Joe Burrow still kind of outplayed him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Baker understands like he's already gone through two coaches. He had a good rookie year. He, he broke the passing touchdown record. Um, but last year it was super inconsistent. His first game this year was pretty rough, albeit he did play the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, you know, everybody, all eyes were on him last night. Thursday night football everybody's watching so he had to you know he had to put on a show but at the end of the day uh, I think Nick Chubb was the one that actually put on a show and Joe Burrow kind of one-upped Baker yeah I kind of feel the same I mean uh, like for instance I think Nick Chubb and what's his name Kareem Hunt uh, Kareem Hunt I think they like combined together for like a hundred totals yards each I feel like with that talent on the team like it helps Baker Mayfield, but also hurts him in the media because everyone's like, if you're the number one overall pick, you got all that talent on the team. You got OBJ, Landry, um, you know, I mean, Nick Chubb and what's his name? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Like there should be no reason you should be playing as bad as you are. So I feel like that's why I say, I don't know. He seems like this year, at least like last year, like he was pretty bad. Like I feel like last year he did not play well at all. So I feel like this year, He's kind of playing like I might lose my job. Yeah, I think so. I feel like if I'm starting a team right now, the way Burrow has been playing his first two weeks, I'm like, he kind of looks like the better prospect. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, week one he had, I think he just had one bad pick, but he could have won week one if it wasn't for that questionable PI call at the end. That would have been a great comeback for him too. Um, and yeah, this week, I mean, just you could like there was a point where you're like all right cleveland's got this and burrow was like no 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 like let me show you what i can do he brought them back within five they they could have came back even closer they had a touchdown taken back and then they couldn't convert on it they wound up having to settle for a field goal so yeah i think i think burrow put on the show last night just and i think last year too for baker he had kind of you know, it was kind of starting to become his team, but then they brought in Odell Beckham, who almost kind of set a higher standard. And I don't think Baker, I think Baker tried to force things and just couldn't live up to that expectation. Yeah, I think last year with Freddie Kitchens, yeah, I think you're right. They kind of kept trying to like, oh, let's use our firepower, let's use our deep threats, you know, with Odell Beckham and stuff. And I felt like they were trying to force the issue. Whereas I feel like yesterday, um, in that Thursday night game, 
Odell, he had, like, I think, like 74 yards receiving that long touchdown. He also had another one that was he was interfered on, and then they just didn't call shit because the refs always miss the blatant ones for some reason. Um, it was his numbers could have been even higher. But it almost felt like Odell is a guy who seems like, to me, like he really cares about his portrayal in the media. I feel like he cares more about his like stats and how it comes off versus like the actual team win. But that's also like maybe the way the media portrays him more media always portrays him like a me guy, not like a team guy. But to me, he always seems like he's like one of those guys that like, if he gets a hundred yards receiving, he'll look at his team. Like that was your fault. You know what I mean? Versus like, I didn't help the team win as much as I can or something. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the way he kind of has the energy he brings or the way he portrays himself. I just feel like I feel like his days in, in, in Cleveland are numbered. Like he's already been like rumors of trades, rumors that he's not happy there. Maybe Baker Mayfield's not clicking with him and he's demanding the ball. I don't know. I just feel like his days are numbered in Cleveland, even though he had a decent game yesterday. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, that long catch and that win definitely helps things you know, calm down for now. But before that, I mean, there was news stories from, you know, sources in Cleveland that were like, they're looking to shop him around. And yeah, it's only, I think it's only a matter of time before they start losing again and these stories start coming back up. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, especially with third division, um, they got uh, the obviously Lamar Jackson in that division, Big Ben in that division. And now Joe Burrow is looking promising. And then it's like Baker Mayfield was promising his rookie year, but now he's falling off. And I just feel like if that GM does like Baker Mayfield, if he's like that's his quarterback of the future, I could see him shipping off Odell Beckham if he doesn't fit in there for extra picks, another wide receiver. I don't know. But I feel like his days are – his days are. I mean, I kind of said earlier. But. I think Odell Beckham coming there was almost forced because Landry was kind of there. And Landry tried to – because, you know, Odell was kind of unhappy in New York. And I think Landry made a big push to be like, hey, that's my bro. Like, get him over here so, you know, we can do what we did at LSU. But things just aren't working out like they did at LSU. Yeah. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I could imagine Landry had some influence there. But I would I would hope not. I would hope the owner would be like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll listen to my players. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it was, I think, at that time, I think it was a good move. I just don't think it's working out. I mean, this is the same owner that gave Hugh Jackson a second chance after going. Uh... Oh, in sixteen, yeah, but Hugh Jackson like dove in the lake, Lake Erie and shit. Remember that? Uh, exactly. After that, he still kept his job. I mean, come on, man. Fucking Michael Phelps, Lake Erie, and fucking still kept his job. But on the other side of that, speaking of receivers, I feel like Joe Burrow. He doesn't really have it. Like they they had him throw sixty times yesterday. And that's, like, brutal for a rookie QB with, like, literally no offensive line. Like, to me, I think that's why he is going to be good because the people around him really aren't – like, his line was awful, but he has really good pocket presence. He has Joe Mixon. A.J. Green, he's just a shell of himself. I don't know if it's, like, he's coming off those two years of injuries, but he was elite. I just don't think he is anymore. And I think it kind of shows. I mean, he was going against Denzel Ward, but he really didn't do much yesterday. Yeah, I think he was targeted like 16 times, and he only caught it three times. And a lot of those were catchable balls, especially for a guy like A.J. Green, who's been that top-tier receiver. He's not what he was before. I mean, yeah, you can say Joe Burrow might have thrown it behind him or something, but those are catches that A.J. Green normally makes, and a lot of them were bad drops. Um, Even like 
a lot of his other receivers, Tyler Boyd was dropping them. Uh, I feel like his only reliable targets were Joe Mixon and the tight end that just got hurt, Uzma or whatever his name is. He's out for the year, so there's there goes his favorite target. So him seeing, still being able to make things happen with questionable talent around him, aside from Joe Mixon, um, yeah, I think that's that's speaking highly of Joe Burrow. His pocket presence was good. When he escaped, I don't think he realized the NFL talent, at least not on the one play where he tried to pull a spin move. And Oh, yeah, he B-buttoned that shit, and then he got fucking clothesline. And he got a, a welcome to the NFL hit on the – when he was uh, strip sacked, he got yeah he got the ball stripped and then just got rocked by I don't even know who it was. <laughs> yeah, so and and that's one thing too is like he's doing well and taking those hits and stuff like that, and he's had no preseason. It almost makes his performance seem even better. The way I look at it is like if Cleveland, like when I was watching that game yesterday, I felt like if Cleveland had Joe Burrow, they would have like easily won, and if Cincinnati had Baker Mayfield, they would have got blown out. Yeah, it's it's hard to say like f- switching quarterbacks and how they would be in different systems, but statistically and just from what we saw last night, I think that's that's a pretty good assumption. Baker, in all honesty, he had a really good game, one of his better football games. But I just felt like after that performance, it like it really wasn't any more about how ba- Baker Mayfield played and the Browns got a win. It was really about oh the future of Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. Um, so that kind of speaks volumes. Like- yeah, yeah. I mean, all the storylines today are like, oh, Joe Burrow and uh, Lamar Jackson are taking over the NFC North, and nobody's like, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield's there too. He was just the first overall pick, you know, a few years back. I don't. Know, I feel like Baker Mayfield this season has like got to win games. Otherwise, I think his um, his status as a starting QB at Cleveland, at least, will be in jeopardy. But I don't know. I don't follow Cleveland that much. But just just usually how the NFL goes with. Um, new GM coming in and evaluating his team. He want like when you envision how you want your team, you know what I mean? He might envision Baker Mayfield as a starting QB and like, hey, we still got him cheap. But chances are if he doesn't, he's going to go find his guy. Yeah, I think once there's kind of a, a regime change, people don't want to, you know, work or they're they're more reluctant to work with people that are already there because the, that's what's failed. So they try to keep the talent and try to get their leaders in. And if Baker Mayfield doesn't fit that kind of leadership role that, or, you know, that winning role that the new GM envisions, then he's on a short leash. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like we talked too much about stupid Ohio. What do you think about Allen Robinson and him deleting all of his social media? He deleted snaps of him and Mitch Trubisky hanging out. He deleted a post of... Uh, he even deleted a post of his parents. He got sick of them too. No, um, he uh, he basically just deleted all anything associated with Chicago. He had a picture of Kanye West. He got rid of. Did he really? No. So basically, he's kind of. I mean, rumor is that he wants a trade, but the other rumor is that he wants a contract extension. What do you think it is? So yeah, from what I heard is that he wanted a contract, and Chicago was really not ready to work with him right now on a new contract. Uh, but honestly, I'm I'm tired of these players just going on social media, deleting all their like. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's super fun. It's super like I'm just thinking like back in the day when you wanted to trade, like say in the 2000s when fucking flip phones were out or whatever. 
Like, you had to go to your GM or go to your agent and be like, listen here, I'm sick of your fucking squad. Give me out of here, you know? Give me the fuck out of here. Yeah, but now it's fucking, you go and you just, like, delete pictures. And then when someone questions you about it, they're like, no, no, I'm just going through a vibe, a vibe, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just changing my shit up. Don't worry about it. Like, but it's like, not really, dude. You're, like, deleting everything about Chicago. You're changing all the colors on your Instagram. You're not friends with Kanye West anymore. And all of a sudden... Like you don't, you're all happy. You're completely happy. Meanwhile, Mitch Trubisky's throwing the football fucking over ten feet over your head, and you're gonna pretend like it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it's it's like the most passive aggressive thing you can do is be like, oh, you know, I'm just going through something right now, so I'm gonna delete these pictures that have my teammates or my right. team in there. I'm gonna keep all the other ones in. Yeah, even like when Jalen Ramsey was going through that you know contract right. negotiations he changed the color color of his uh logo logo yeah, yeah to just be black and white uh, so they're not team colors yeah and then even when he's going through that stuff with jacksonville he deleted all the pictures of him in like the jacksonville jaguars gear and all this and that and he's just like no my back hurts like your back hurts so you just delete all your fucking shit i was hopped off of ibuprofen and just went off but no i feel like in today's age like that's like how players send their message now. I mean, he could have went to his agent and been like, hey, I want to trade or whatever the hell it was, but he's clearly saying something with that. I personally, I don't feel like he wants a contract extension. I mean, I'm sure he wants to get paid, but I honestly feel like he wants out of Chicago. Yeah, I think he's at a point in his career when where he's worked with like average quarterbacks at best, at their best year. Honestly, Blake Bortles' best year was the year that he got hurt. I think he's just tired of being around, you know, shitty quarterbacks where he's got to like pull all the weight on the team and I don't blame him I just I think it's childish almost to I don't know go out on social media like that and just like delete pictures and act like nothing's wrong if there's something wrong say something's wrong keep it in the house but don't don't go on social media I don't know yeah I mean I don't know I mean I could definitely I could only imagine being that frustrated and just being like you know what fuck this like I don't want anything to do with them you know, so definitely have, like, I guess an understanding of why he's doing that. But, I mean, I definitely, like, for instance, when you watch that game, there was one catch where he uh, he caught, like, a diving catch in between, like, three fucking Lions guys. But not, not that that catch wasn't sweet or whatever it was, but if you watch that play, there was a guy in the flat um, running across the screen, running like a jack, drag route, wide open. I'm talking, like, he had... If he if Mitch Trubisky dumps it to him, that guy's got 15, 20 yards of open field to make something out of it, right? He forces it to Allen Robinson, and I'm sure Allen Robinson always wants the ball, but he he made this ridiculous diving catch, and I could just imagine like, even if I made that catch, right? If you're looking at I want to win as a team, they got the win due to DeAndre Swift, um, just you know put butter on his hands, um, but like he like. Even if I even if I make that catch and we win that game, just looking back at it, I feel like if I watched that film, I'd be like, damn, like this is this is what I gotta do every week because he didn't see this guy coming across the flat wide the fuck open. I don't know. So I feel like he's just super frustrated and I feel like he just wants to play he's putting up crazy numbers with bad QB play. I can only imagine, you know, how he would do in a in like say for instance if he got traded. Everyone's predicting the Patriots. <laughs> but say he goes to like yeah, even even if he goes, to, there's no way he goes to like Green Bay, because um, there's no way they're gonna trade him within the division. But say he goes to like a Green Bay with like an Aaron Rodgers or something, um, 
I just feel like that's like so enticing for a young receiver, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably on that catch. He's probably getting flashbacks of playing in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles when you know he just chucks it up to him and Alan Hearns when there's wide open guys underneath. So that's probably why he wants out. He's like, oh no, I'm not going through this shit all over again. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean that's how he made a name for himself. He was like that. It was like that. You know, fifty fifty balls that really with him it was like. 75 25 like he was usually coming down with it and he made his name for that and you know what i mean so i could you know i think he knows he's capable of that but i just i can only imagine how frustrated he is with like i'm capable of being a better receiver but this guy's holding me back or whatever yeah i mean i think it's cool that you make your name a name for yourself doing that but i don't think you want to keep doing that your entire career like as a receiver you want to be you know you want to contribute to the team winning, obviously, but you want to do it, you know, catching receiver routes, not doing, you know, miraculous catches that like 75% of the league probably would never make. Exactly. And, you know, it's fine if you make those here and there, but doing this every single time to bail out your quarterback, it's got to be so frustrating. And then who knows where his head is too, because I mean, I don't even know if Matt Nagy, I mean, do you think Matt Nagy, I'm assuming if he makes the playoffs, if he keeps the job, but if he doesn't make the playoffs, do you think that, um, you know, do you think that the GM is gone and they'll keep him because he's been handicapped with quarterback play, or do you think he's out? Yeah, I mean, considering that he didn't draft Trubisky, and then he kind of got Mac the following year, but had to give up draft picks for him, so he couldn't really do anything as far as QBs or just you know to build. Um, I think I think Nagy would probably still get another chance if there was uh, a firing of the GM, but he would probably be on a very short leash. Yeah, he would have to draft a quarterback this year that would come out right out of the bat and prove himself to be, you know, a day one starter. Otherwise, I don't see him staying too much longer in Chicago. I feel like if if they hire a new GM, I think Matt Nagy's out. I feel like most GMs when they come in, they want their own guy. They're not trying to risk their job because the guy there didn't get the job done before them or if the owner fires the gm Nagy's out too but if the gm retains i feel like he keeps Nagy. yeah i can definitely see him cleaning house if if he's like yo gm's out i I don't think it would be fair to Nagy because he had to work with a quarterback that he didn't draft and that he might not have thought well i'm sure when he got hired you know, he was like, "Yeah, I can, I can work with this quarterback." Yeah, yeah but that's like that's like every job interview, where where you're like, "What are your strengths?" Oh, I'm a hard worker, and I, I do what it takes. And then the day one of the job, your fucking feet are up. Um, there's no way he's gonna say like. I mean, honestly, I think it takes balls for like a a coach to be like, you know, no, I can't work with that quarterback. He blows. <laughs> oh, but I don't see that. You know, I feel like that has probably happened before, but. Um, Kind of like, for instance, uh, with Mike D'Antoni, how he was like, he didn't even want to go through the contract uh, at the end of the season after Houston lost uh, to the Lakers. He didn't even want to uh, renew his contract. He was just like, nah, the <laughs> same for me. He's like, somebody else to get these fucking dudes. He's like, I'm done. Um, so it's kind of like that. Like, I don't know. We'll see what, like, maybe even that's what Nagy pulls, right? If Ryan Pace is like, hey, next year we got him. Mitch is turning the corner or whatever. He's just like, nah, dude, I'm going to go. I'm going to go wherever A-Rob goes. Just send me. So, yeah, speaking of coaches, uh, there might be a little turmoil down in Tampa. You think uh, Bruce Arians responds to 
Brady's gameplay was warranted, or do you think the media is just making too much of it? Uh, no, I thought it was warranted because uh, earlier in the season, somebody asked, it was one of the reporters, was like, um, oh, how do you treat Tom Brady? And he's like, he gets cussed out just like the rest of them. So I think he already set the precedent that, like, hey, if I say some shit in the media, like, this is not a turmoil. It's like I expect the best out of these guys, him included. I don't care what he's done in the past. So I think he kind of set that precedent. Um, and truth be told, I mean, Brady had a decent game. He really didn't play that well. Um, he had a really, he had a couple of those really good Brady throws. You're like, what the fuck? But then he threw, like, that really bad pick, and they got – honestly, they got torched by a better team. Like, you know, it wasn't like – their first week without a preseason and all that was against a really tough opponent, uh, you know, a NFC contender. But they still didn't, like, they didn't show a lot, you know, um, especially with all the, the weapons that they have and stuff that everyone was, like, freaking out about. Uh, it didn't really come together. I expected it to come together, uh, but it just didn't come together that first week. Um, and, I mean, and, like, the way, I mean, Bruce Arians was basically like, hey, what? He basically said, like, we didn't execute. It wasn't like, oh, Saints did this. You know, Saints showed this look. Saints showed that look. Both of them were like, no, we just fucked. We just sucked. <laughs> like, so, um, so I, you know, I think he kind of set the precedent that he's straightforward with even him. So I don't think there's much turmoil. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I was kind of expecting this. You know, they kind of put together a new team, really the only only kind of skill players they kept was the receivers um they brought in Gronk but I don't think Gronk's gonna do much he's kind of past football um but yeah I, I do like that Bruce Arians was like yeah that was Brady's fault and it, it's kind of his way of saying yeah we didn't execute but he's he's just saying like you know he's putting it you know blunt out there which you know I'm cool with I think it's fine I think Brady understands too like this is not the Bill Belichick who's like Oh, yeah, you know, this is it's better. No, this is Bruce Arians. He's going to be like, yeah, you know, you didn't, you know, read it right. Mike Evans did read it right, and we got picked off. That's what happens. And, to you know, to New Orleans credit, I mean, their defense is nasty, and they just got even better in the offseason. I think a lot of people are making a big deal, but only because it's Brady. I feel like if that was any other cube, if that was Jameis Winston, from last year when Bruce Arians came out and was just like, we would have won the game, but Jameis Winston threw 10 picks. You know what I mean? Like everyone, when that happened, they're like, well, yeah, it's got it down the throat. <laughs> uh, so I just feel like, yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, you know, I think traditionally, I think like most uh, NFL guys or whoever, they're like, yeah, keep that in house. Don't put your QB on blast and stuff. But I think he's just keeping it real. I think he was kind of like, you know what? Like, we sucked. He read that wrong. He kind of sucked. We kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. everyone kind of sucked. Yeah, like so. he had a bad game. I mean, that's that's very understandable. It's just, yeah, most uh, most coaches are like, yeah, let's keep that in-house. Bruce Arians is like, Brady's been in this league for long enough that he doesn't, you know, he's not going to get his feelings hurt when I say this. He knows he messed up. And I'm sure right after the play happened, they looked at it on the sidelines. We're like, oh, yeah, fucked up. You should have, you know, thrown the curl. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you, who do you think is actually on the hot seat more, Adam Gase or Matt Patricia? Did you see Patricia's uh, post-game interview last, last no, week? No, say? I, I forgot what the question was, but they essentially asked him if it was, like, bad play calling. And he was just like, no, like, that's a dumb question. And just, like, walked out. Oh, really? 
It was like the boss. It was like a boss move. They're like, oh, could have could have been better play calling. Oh, shots. And he's fired. like, no. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think they're kind of both in the the same temperature of seat here. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that much to really comment on it. I kind of think they're both. I think it's too early to tell for me, at least. I don't know if you have a better idea. Uh, I think watching the Jets game last week against Buffalo, albeit Buffalo is a good team, I, the Jets were just horrendous. Yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to arm tackle, you know, instead of just going for like rap tackles. They had like a scrawny Buffalo had a scrawny guy doing a punt return and got like twenty yards just running straight through arms. So. I think there's no discipline there. I think Adam Case should have been fired last year, but he kind of weaseled his way into this yeah, season by saying Darnold GM was those hurt. Fucking googly eyes, and it's just like, all right, dude, just take your job back, get out of my office. Um, yeah, I think any coach probably would have been gone by now, but he's still here somehow. And I think it'd be a miracle if he stays through the end of the year. I guess, I guess maybe we're overreacting to a bad, you know, week one, but this guy did just lose his best defender. His other best defender uh, opted out. So he's really got nothing to work with on defense, and it showed in that Buffalo game. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, I just don't think he's a good coach. So I think I think it's inevitable he's going to get fired, whether it happens at the end of the year or during the year next week. Um, I think that – I think it's only I think the I think the cards are written for him. Yeah, I mean, even in, when he was in Miami, you know, he came in there with – Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. They had, I think they had Jay Ajayi at running back. Is they you know just kind of drafted Devonte Parker, and he just kind of threw them all to the curb. He's like, yeah, you know, Ryan Tannehill's whatever. He traded away Jay Ajayi. He just like shelved Devonte Parker, who just got, uh, you know, one of his best years last year. Like you, you wonder how good he could have been in his first few years if Adam Gase wasn't there. And then somehow he still gets a job in New York as a head coach. Yeah, that made no sense, but. We'll see what happens with that. I don't. I don't see. So, good yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think uh, Gase is probably on the hotter seat than Patricia at this point. I think Patricia's just kind of players got beef with him. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna jump into our next segment, which is the pick six, where me and my brother Harris we pick the teams we think are gonna win each week. Uh, first week I had a rough outing, and then second week, well, let's pull up the game. So where are we going? Oh uh, yeah, first week uh, I was five and one. Uh, you Who's know, I know my games. The one was the Panthers Raiders. I thought Panthers were gonna, were gonna win. And awful take. Yeah. Uh, coming from somebody that was two and four. Yeah, but that was all. That was all because there's no preseason. I, I usually watch film. I like to get really gritty with my film study, and it wasn't there this week, but. Now I got some tape out there. Let's see what happens. All right. So your first game, you actually called this on the on your own podcast. If you want to plug it during this, but uh, your first game is a Jaguars Titan. In my podcast, talk about like the logical answer here is to go with the Titans. I'm not doing it. Jags twenty one seventeen. Suck it. So my first game is Panthers Buccaneers. Uh, this time Tom Brady comes through, doesn't throw stupid picks. Even if he makes stupid decisions, Panthers can't do anything with it. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. All right. So your next game is Broncos at the Steelers. Oh, let me get Steelers on this one. Big Ben is uh, he's feeling healthy. He said he got hit by a truck the other the, after the game. Uh, so this time, I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna recover from those injuries and he's gonna take it. My next game is the Rams at the Eagles. 
I, I think the Rams take this one. I don't think the Eagles, uh, they're still not going to recover from last week. You got to go up against Aaron Donald up front there, and they can't, they're not going to be able to handle it. All right. All right. Your next one is the 49ers at the Jets. 49ers at Jets. Uh, we'll go 49ers. That one's like a, we just talked about Gase. The only thing that, that could happen is Gase's googly eyes scares a couple of defenders, but. Um, yeah, no, 49ers this one. I mean, 49ers got some key injuries with George Kittle and Debo Samuel out, but I don't... Yeah, Jets have key nothing on that side, so... <laughs> My next game is the Bills at the Dolphins, and I... Dolphins just suck too much this year. Oh, uh, you're picking Bills, man. But they're my favorite team. Sorry. And honestly, they could have they could have won that last last game. Came out came down to a last play that was a questionable no call on a PI. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I can afford to you know give away some games if I have to. All right. Your next game is the Vikings at the Colts. Oh, give me Vikings just so Colts lose and Jacksonville has the game lead on them. They're gonna have a two two game lead on them if they win. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like, you know, what I'm saying. All right. My next game is the Lions at the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is in a zone this year, man. Devontae Adams was just out there making it look easy. There's there's no way I'm picking against the Packers. They're definitely going to win this one. All right. Uh, all right, so you got the Falcons at the Cowboys. Cowboys let us down last week, man. What do you think? Oh, yeah, well, Mike, Mathar- Mike McCarthy thought there was five downs, apparently. Um, <laughs> let me go. You know what? Let me take the Cowboys again because – I don't know why. Let me just go Cowboys again. Fuck it. Didn't they have? Oh yeah, that that game kind of ended on a controversial yeah, the play where best interference on uh, yeah Galloway, Gallup, Gal- who's been yeah. cooking, Jalen Ramsey all yeah, night. Yeah, Ramsey really didn't. Have they didn't have a game. They didn't even have Ramsey cover Cooper. Yeah, I think he that just was, stayed weird. on like his side or whatever. Which where Gallup happened to be all night and just go off. He did have have some key third down stops. Yeah, he so had a I'll decent game, that. but for someone that talks as much shit as he does. Yeah. My next game is the Giants at the Bears. Oh man, it's gonna be a boring ass game. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the Bears. They got the home field advantage. They got some you know homemade cardboard cutouts there. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky saves Nagy's job for at least another week. All right. You got the Washington Football Team at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals had a upset last week against the 49ers. Washington had an upset last week against uh, Eagles. Would you call it an upset? Yeah, definitely. I don't yeah. think anybody thought Washington was gonna win that. Uh, give me, is this what we're both picking? No, no, no. Okay. Give me, uh, give me the Cardinals. I think, uh, D hop is going to be too much for that, uh, Washington secondary. He had like, what do you had? 14 catches last week. I think it was 13. Was it 13? Something like that. Yeah. It's like 13 catches on 16 targets. I think. Yeah. I think, uh, they play pretty good football against the Niners. So. I'll give them this one. And my last game is the Chiefs at the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs are just too much for pretty much anybody right now. Only people that can beat the Chiefs are the Chiefs themselves. So as long as there's no serious injury, Chiefs got this one in the bag. Yeah. All right. So the game that we both pick is the Sunday night football game, Patriots at the Seahawks. What do you think? Give me the the birds on this one. Russell Wilson. You see – Patriots got that guy like imitating Seattle Seahawks, uh, imitated Russell Wilson as a quarterback. He's like a Cam Newton. Yeah, you would think. 
Uh, it was like some like four foot two fucking cornerback. Looked like Kevin Hart running in circles back there. I'm like, yeah, this is not a fucking look at all. I'm like, this is definitely some sort of joke. They're definitely throwing that out there for the media to be like, this is how we're preparing for Russell Wilson. And then when it comes to the game, they're just gonna like rip his head off. But you still got Russell in this yeah, one. Russell? Yeah, I'm going Russell. I'm going Russell uh, as my dog. Yeah, he he was on fire last week yeah. too. You see that the Falcons coach, the D coordinator, was like, "Oh, we didn't really prepare for Russell Wilson's uh, like offensive game or Russell Wilson's throwing attack, and we got burned by it." Uh, what? <laughs> like, yeah, what? one of the most accurate deep passers yeah, in the isn't league. Isn't that your job to whatever? But um, yeah, yeah. So that guy should have got fired. that was bad. Yeah. Um, all right, so I mean, you can go for the two point conversion. I'm actually gonna go for a two point because the Monday night football game looks like a pretty I'm going easy for two point all the time. What is it? Who is it? Uh, it's the Saints at the Raiders. Ooh, give me Saints. Yeah, same here. Can't wait for that defense just to tear up. Uh, what's his name? Derek Carr. Yeah, him and his island. I saw some story. <laughs> I saw some story today that was saying that uh, John Gruden's not really a fan of Derek Carr and uh, is looking to move on from him. I can see that because um, he came in and he wasn't the QB. I, again, it comes down to that thing: like who, when you build a team, who do you envision as you know your QB? And you you come in as a different regime, and the QB is already there. You give him a chance, but you know if he's not who you want, it's you know I could see him definitely moving on. And after Derek Carr's first few years, he's kind of you know, you know knocked down or knocked down a peg. He's kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah, he's starting to fall off and feel bad because he really had a promising career going. Him and uh, Cooper kind of had a thing yeah. going there, and that's just faded away. So kind of sad to see. I really liked him in his eyeliner. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But I don't think it's cool game, <laughs> game day swag. So it's very unconventional. Black paint is too, uh, what's it called? It's it's too mainstream. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that wraps up our pick six segment. We went for two, and hopefully the well the Cowboys can't ruin it for us, but hopefully Patriots or Raiders don't. Yeah, for sure. All right, so thank you all for listening in, or if you're watching on our YouTube channel, uh, the video version of this. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Moose.Bros and our Twitter at Moose underscore Bros. For more up-to-date information and where we put out a new video, we'll definitely let you know. So thank you for listening, and we will see you on our next uh, Overreaction podcast coming up on Tuesday. So peace.